Hey everyone. Well, we're on episode 69 and it's a good one. It's short and sweet and it's all about how to speak to yourself more kindly and especially how to speak to yourself when you've done something that you are disappointed in or have disappointed yourself or let yourself down in some way. So I hope it's helpful. Also a little funny story at the beginning about the joys of raising children uh, while listening to popular music. So I hope it makes you laugh. Maybe you can relate. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing and sharing and for your support. Bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 69 of the Because Why Not podcast. All right. I hate to be so, I don't know what the word is, basic or inappropriate or just pedestrian or ridiculous by mentioning that this is episode 69 and commenting on the number. But the reason I want to talk about 69 just for two seconds is that it's on my mind because my son, who is nine and a half court, um, listens to music nonstop. Okay. So he has our Spotify account. They both do. Or maybe they have their own attached to ours. I don't know. I'm usually really on top of the technology and where the, um, you know, parental controls are and what's happening. But with music, we've always been really liberal with it. And we are very liberal with most things, even though we keep our eyes on what they watch. But we uh, we had this discussion when they were babies. Maddie and I had this discussion that um, music is art and they should listen to what they want to. And if there are bad words in it, it's part of the art. They can't repeat the bad words, but it's just music. Okay, so that was in theory. Then it all started coming to fruition most recently with these Spotify accounts. And they both boys have these little... Um, Google, oh my God, what are they called? Little Google Home things for their rooms, like little things where there are restrictions on Google. They can't ask Google anything, but they play their music all the time. And they play like baseball podcasts and different things. It's really cute. But however, court, this is what it is. Fanny, the first grader, has restrictions on his Spotify. Court does not because he's gotten really into music. What does that mean? He's now listening to all kinds of hip hop, all kinds of everything. And as we all know, so much music is explicit. Never cared about this before I had kids, like many things, right? We just don't think about it. And then all of a sudden, our kids are listening to Ice Cube and talking about Kim, who can F all day. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And um, I try and just like gloss over it when I hear it. But he knows all these words. It, he learned words before even he had access to Spotify. Um it happened in the pandemic. I'm sure I've talked about it here. They were playing with certain neighborhood friends. They came home one day, knew all the words. And I was like, okay, well, we just ripped off that Band-Aid, even with my kindergartner. So we talk a lot about how these words exist, 
but you can't use them and you certainly can't use them in school or in conversation with your friends in public. You cannot be the kid who is like, you know, in the Christmas story teaching Ralphie the F word. I mean, Ralphie clearly learned the F word from his dad, right? And not from the neighbor who got screamed at. But I'm like, these are just not words you can use regularly. They're words that exist for adults to use, whatever. But there's this complication with court loving music and them both loving music. So what do I do? All right, let's bring it back to 69 and episode 69, which we are here together. Ah, experiencing and celebrating almost 70 episodes. Okay, so you may or may not know that on uh, Top 40 or whatever they call it these days, um, of course, I think about like Casey Kasem Top 40, um, Ariana Grande has a song called 34 plus 35. Okay, you do the math there. So her new album, I mean, Girlfriend is exploring her sexuality and good for her. But I hear these songs and I'm like, oh my, you know, again, much like Ice Cube, a lot about, you know, going all day long and all night. And can you bleep me all day long? I mean, whew, so it's a lot. Um, but Court somehow caught on to the number 69 and it being something, but he's not sure what. And I think I probably exacerbated it. I'm sure I did. I'm just laughing at myself because of course I'm the mom. I like try to squash things, but I always, I'm the kind of person who always wants to know more about everything. That's who I am. Like, how do you know how to do that? Where'd you learn that? Where'd you hear that? Tell me about that. You know, good and bad. I mean, court will give me facts about the Civil War. And I'm like, how do you know that? You're not studying the Civil War in school. He's one of these people who's like filled with trivia. So, I mean, God help me because he's nine and a half. I'm about to choke. So I'm going to take a sip of water. <coughs> I'm so sorry. But anyway... So he was like, he said something about the number 69. I'm obviously choking because this like makes me so uncomfortable that my nine and a half year old is like, says something about 69. And so of course, rather than just let it go and being like, yes, then the next number 70 or the number that comes before it is 68. Look at that tree out the window. I mean, right? Like we have to be just master distractors as parents. I did not do that. Did not help him change lanes. I was like, how did, what, who taught you about that number? What do you know about that number? I said something like that. Um, and he was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh my God, I got to figure this out. So I was like, oh, nothing. I mean, you just said it in a way that you thought it was a silly number. And I was wondering why you thought that. Okay, well, Court doesn't miss a beat, so he clearly knew from my reaction that the number had some kind of meaning. So, recently, he was like, um, said something again about it, and he's like, will you tell me what 69 means? Because you, I could tell that you, that it means something, and I heard it, and of course, I'm like, where did you hear it? Spotify! 
Ariana Grande, Ice Cube, etc., etc., etc. The child has heard it. He's heard all kinds of things because dot, 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 art. So I just did what I could. I was like, oh, no, it's nothing. It's just this silly number because it's like they're opposites. Like the six has the circle down below and the nine has the circle above. And people think it's a really funny number because of the way it looks and the way that the numbers come together like that. And he was like, oh, okay. So anyway, guys, I think I bought myself some time. Um, and I just spent almost eight minutes talking to you about 69. But do you feel my pain on this? I mean, how I would love, I wish I could sit here and have a conversation with you. How do you handle this if you have kids of a certain age? Or how did you? Or if even if you don't have kids, like what are your thoughts on this? Is Ice Cube art? I mean, in theory, yes. But do I let my nine and a half year old listen to, you know, 90s West Coast, East Coast rap unabashedly or present day Ariana Grande or whatever he's listening to? And do I call it art and just explain to him as much as I can get away with? Or do we put on a restriction? I don't know. This falls into the category of parenting. Um, of which there are so, so many that I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyone have any ideas? Should I Google that? I'm sure I can Google it. And there's some parenting expert out there. I am not a parenting expert. I am not. I've said it before. I need parenting experts. So that kind of brings me to where I am today, although I'm not talking only about parenting. But I, I wanted to talk today about, or want to talk about the way we talk to ourselves and what to do when we let ourselves down and how to sort of move through those feelings. Um, you know, I talk a lot as a coach and you may see on my Instagram at I am Grace Beeson that I talk a lot about the way we talk to ourselves and that it matters. You know, the words we use matter, the inflection, the intonation, the feeling, um, the way we talk to ourselves matters because what we say we believe. Does that make sense? Like whatever we're saying to ourselves, we believe. So if we are saying to ourselves, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm worthless, I'm not capable, I'll never get that job, I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible partner. I am not creative. I'm a bad cook. Whatever it is, right? Um, anything about I'm not capable, I'm not willing, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not brave enough, I'm full of fear, I'm, I'll never get that done, life is too short, uh, life is too long, I don't have enough money, I have too much money, whatever it is, right? We believe what we say to ourselves, that language that we're using, that conversation that we are having, that internal dialogue, I mean, some of us talk externally and internally to ourselves, but we listen to what we say. We pay attention to what we say. So it's really, 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 really important that we think about how we talk to ourselves. 
And this is likely not the first time you've heard this, but I hope you'll hear it in a different way, that you can't speak to yourself in a really negative, pejorative, pessimistic, fearful, lacking way, and then live a wholehearted, fulfilling, abundant, successful life. It doesn't work that way. If you are at war with yourself inside, there is no way to move powerfully through your life. I mean, there are people who I'm sure speak terribly to themselves and are still wildly successful in business, of course. But are they happy? You know, like, are they fulfilled? Are they in a place with their, in their lives where they're feeling joy and connection and fulfillment? Likely not. I mean, you just can't beat yourself up inside all day, every day and, you know, live a life that feels free and that feels full of love and, uh, fulfillment. I mean, I, it just doesn't work. So the way we speak to ourselves really matters. And we who are parents know that the way we speak to our children really matters and that they carry with them the words that we use. Um, and I will speak for myself that words that were used with me as a child, particularly by my mother, you know, um, really, really stuck with me. And if there had been more positive words, I mean, there, there were positive words. She was very, um, in her own way, not directly, but she would always talk to other people in front of me about me, but she would never say those things to me. So for example, she would use negative talk directly to me. Like you're a fat little girl. You shouldn't eat that ice cream. Now I know that's hard to hear. Um, she did use harsh language with me, um, directly. She wouldn't give compliments directly. Like she wouldn't say necessarily, until much later in my life, she wouldn't say, you look nice or, um, you did great. I'm so proud of you. My dad would always say, I'm proud of you. And let me tell you that really mattered. And that stuck with me and propelled me forward. But my mom would give compliments sort of adjacent to me. So if we were with someone, she would say, Oh, you know, um, I don't know, like Grace is singing beautifully. She's working hard on her singing right now, let's just say, but she would never say that to me. So all that to say, <laughs> I'm not here to unpack childhood trauma, but just to shine a light on, you know, what we say to our kids really, really matters. And we as parents think about that so much, but we don't often put enough effort into thinking about the way we talk to ourselves. So I'm coming to this today um, with the, I don't know, I guess I want to talk about it in regards to the way that um, we talk to ourselves when we're disappointed um, in ourselves. So um, we can speak to ourselves really negatively, especially when we are disappointed in ourselves. Um, so how do we work through that when we do something that we are not happy that we did? And so with the parenting thing, um, coming back around to that, you know, when I let myself down as a parent, which happens often, 
And for me, it happens with getting angry, um, feeling like the kids aren't doing something when I want them to do it, which is something that I'm really, really working on. Um, but you know, I can get just enraged if they're not listening to me and I feel like they're, yeah, just not listening to me, maybe laughing at what I'm saying, maybe being disrespectful, whatever. I am working so hard on walking away from that and letting it go and then coming back when I know they're more willing to listen. Um, I have gotten some really good advice, parenting advice from um, different outlets and great therapy around parenting that, that teaches me that the most important thing I can do as a mother to have an impact on them and get them to pay attention is to pull my attention away from them rather than to scream and yell. But it happens that when I get super exhausted, tired of asking them for things, you know, feel like they're not listening, I um, will scream and yell. And when that happens, I feel incredibly disappointed in myself, upset with myself. Um, I feel that I've let myself down. I know that I've let myself down. I feel that I've let my kids down. I know that I have. I know that I've parented and behaved in a way that I hate. It is my worst quality that I see in myself. And, and also, I know that it's common and okay or normal as a parent to get frustrated with kids, you know, but it's the way that I manage that frustration that I'm always uncomfortable with when I yell and scream and bang around. So what I do is I tend to berate myself with words inside and and say negative things like you're a bad mom, you scream and yell, um, you are crushing their souls. I read in an article years ago that when a parent screams, you're crushing a child's soul. I don't know who wrote that, but it stuck with me and curse you, whoever wrote that article, because um, while I am sure there are ways that I've inflicted trauma on my kids and um, you know, hurting them with my yelling when I do, I also know that there's so much I'm doing right. But what I'll do in these moments is I'll beat myself up and say, you are crushing, you are crushing their souls. When you yell, you are hurting them irreparably. Um, I'll say like, you know, they're going to have so many problems when they're older because they had a mom who yelled and screamed, um, you know, um, and just was so aggressive and angry and like just behave that way rather than doing good communication. And, you know, so many people say, you know, kids remember what you do, not what you say. And so even after when I get really angry, I'll come back and we'll have really rational conversations and I'll say, listen, I should not have behaved that way. And I need you to do better listening. Um, you know, but I'll have these really good conversations with them. And I believe the conversations have a really good impact. But I also know that the kids learn from how I behave. So I will just beat myself up about all of that over and over and over and over and over and over. And I will spend the whole day beating myself up as I did yesterday. Um... Yeah. And that's rough. You know, like I spent the day feeling terribly. 
So what I want to say is that whether it's about parenting, the way you parented, the conversation you had with a husband, partner, friend, um, something you did at work, something you did impulsively that made you feel bad that you wished you hadn't, maybe you sent off an email without thinking it through, um, you know, it could be anything that left you feeling bad about yourself, that left you feeling disappointed. Um, it's really important in those moments uh, to take a step back and allow yourself some room, give yourself grace and pay attention to the way you speak to yourself. So in my case, with what happened yesterday with me screaming about screaming at my kids or court in particular about, you know, just goofing off and laughing and um, swinging a plastic snake at my head when I asked him five times nicely to stop before I completely popped off and screamed. Um, you know, instead of spending the day telling myself how much I was traumatizing him and how problematic my parenting was, I could have given myself some grace and said, you did the best you could in the moment. You were very patient you asked nicely many times. He didn't listen. It's understandable that you got frustrated. It's okay. It happens. I know that you don't want to scream at your kid that way, and it feels terrible for both of you. So next time when you're feeling like you're getting that hot and getting that angry, um, you've got to take a step back, walk outside, pull your attention away, and come back when you've taken a deep breath but it's okay. You're not a bad person. You're not a bad mom. You'll do better next time. Court is okay. You had a good conversation. You are human. These things happen. So that's a great example of the kind words I could have used with myself. Now I did a little bit of that yesterday, but I did that about 10% and about 90%. I was um, beating myself up about it because this again is my hot button. This is the thing I beat myself up about. So for you, if you um, did something that you felt bad about, I mean, guys, honestly, it could be anything. I keep thinking about things in my own life, but it could be eating a whole box of cookies to try and make yourself feel better or because they were delicious and then beating yourself up about it. Um, or it could be um, missing an important meeting, you know, or it could be that you were angry and you fired off an email that you wish you hadn't. Um, and that stirred up some complicated things. Um, you know, it could be texting an ex that you didn't want to, or, I mean, I don't know, I'm trying to think about other things, but whatever it is, you've got to give yourself grace, take a breath, remember that you are a human being who makes mistakes and it is okay you will do something different next time. I don't want to say you'll do better next time because the fact is you might make the same mistake again. I mean, God knows that is not the last time I screamed at my children. It's going to happen again. But every time that we do these things that we feel, you know, disappointed about or that we let ourselves down about, um, the, the best thing we can do is to look at that, take a breath, give ourselves some grace, like I keep saying, some space and approach it with kindness. The way we speak to ourselves matters. Talk to yourself with kindness, with love, with forgiveness, with compassion. 
Have compassion for yourself the way that you do for others. It really, really matters. We all make mistakes. And whatever those things in your life are that you tend to repeat, patterns that you repeat that you then punish yourself with. So again, for me, it's the way I deal with my kids when I'm angry or when they make me frustrated. That is my thing. That is my thing that I don't show compassion to myself about. That is my thing that I, um, you know, punish myself with. Whatever you have, we all have those things. Overeating, impulsive behavior, um, the way you speak to certain people in your life, maybe your relationship with a parent, um, you know, we all have things that we punish ourselves with. And, and that may not be a word that you've ever thought about in regards to how you communicate with yourself or speak to yourself, but we all have those things. And this is just a reminder to really, again, um, give yourself some space, time, speak to yourself with kindness, walk away. If you can apologize, if you need to, sure but also apologize to yourself. Be kind to yourself. It really, really matters. Beating yourself up over something and not showing yourself forgiveness, um, it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve anyone and it doesn't help you move forward positively in your life. And you want to have a fulfilling, wholehearted life, right? You want to feel inner peace. You want to feel connection and joy and we all stumble. There are hard moments, but this is a really, really, really important component to living a happy life is the way you speak to yourself. Um, so I hope that's helpful. I'm going to leave it there. Have a great day. Take time for yourself. And if you would just share this link with anyone else you think it might help and subscribe to the podcast and maybe they will too. Um, and I'll be back with you again here soon. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye.